You're listening to the Department of Defense This Week, a weekly podcast with some of the top stories from around the DOD. The mission in Iraq officially ended this week. Now some of those service members are reuniting with friends and loved ones. Some of the happy reunions being played out across the states were caught on camera recently. Staff Sergeant Josh Hauser has a closer look. Thousands of troops will spend the holidays overseas and away from their loved ones this season, but a fortunate few are arriving home just in time. In Kentucky on Tuesday, the 149th Brigade Support Battalion welcomed home 70 of their own after they completed a seven-month deployment to Iraq. And in North Carolina, about 200 soldiers with the 81st Airborne Division's 2nd Brigade Combat Team returned to Fort Bragg from Baghdad. The troops were among some of the last troops to be stationed there and also pulled a seven-month deployment in the Iraqi capital. Anxious family and friends explained how this reunion is different from others. Right now it means everything. I mean, this is Christmas time. This is really the most important time of the year to be around your family. It's tough, especially always hearing bad things and just wondering, is he okay? Because you know, you know, you don't know everything that's going on. Also in North Carolina, airmen with the 326 Fighter Squadron returned to Seymour Johnson Air Force Base. You get the phone call that they're out of out of the country or out of Afghanistan, and you just kind of breathe, you know, breathe a sigh of relief. And then you get the the call that they're out of the region altogether, and you just feel this. You feel your body just relax because you've been holding a breath for so long that you didn't realize. And in Maryland, about 250 airmen arrived at Baltimore Washington International Airport. They're one of the last groups of service members to leave Iraq. The airmen belong to some of the final units charged with shutting down military operations in Iraq. Staff Sergeant Josh Hauser, Pentagon Channel News. Defense Secretary Leon Panetta issued a letter to the troops Monday after returning from a week-long trip that took him to Djibouti, Afghanistan, Iraq, Turkey, and Libya. He said the trip proved an opportunity to thank more than 1,000 troops serving in harm's way. Those troops, he said, made 2011 a turning point for the nation and its military after a decade of war. The secretary pointed to Iraq where he presided over the end of mission ceremony in Baghdad which paid tribute to the nearly 4,500 service members who died in that war. He also mentioned the progress in Afghanistan and against al-Qaeda and the death of its leader, Osama bin Laden. He said thanks to the efforts and sacrifices of the U.S. military, the American people can gather this holiday season knowing that the world is a more hopeful and safer place. The National Guard has been a vital part of the coalition team protecting the U.S.-Mexican border. Now, their mission, along with the United States' southern frontier, will be changing. Air Force Technical Sergeant John Anderson with the Minuteman Report has more. The National Guard has been supporting U.S. Customs and Border Protection since last year. But in the next few months, their role in protecting the southwest U.S. border will change. The citizen soldiers will monitor less from the ground and begin more patrolling above the border skies. Guardsmen will fly specially equipped OH-58 Kiowa and UH-72 Lakota helicopters, as well as the RC-26 Metroliner fixed-wing aircraft. The Assistant Secretary of Defense for Homeland Defense and America's Security Affairs, Paul Stockton, discussed the change, saying, CBP has changed the kind of support that it is asking the Department of Defense to provide. NDOD is transitioning to much more effective support that not only matches up to what CBP needs, but provides more flexibility against an adaptive adversary. 
Over the last year, nearly 1,200 National Guardsmen were assigned to the border, but under the new system, the CBP will need less than 300. And that's your Minute Nine Report. North Korean leader Kim Jong-il has died. Monday, reports from the state-run TV in North Korea filled global airwaves as people worldwide contemplated what his death will mean for the future. The Pentagon Channel has more. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Martin Dempsey, held a town hall Monday at Ramstein Air Base in Germany. He traveled there from the Middle East where he attended the end of mission ceremony in Iraq and met with leaders in Saudi Arabia and Kuwait. Before discussing the troop drawdown, he reacted to the death of North Korea dictator Kim Jong-il. Il died of heart failure over the weekend. The 69-year-old leader reportedly designated his son Kim Jong-un as his successor. Defense Secretary Leon Panetta contacted his South Korean counterpart to convey the U.S.'s unwavering commitment to the alliance, a sentiment echoed by General Dempsey. We think we know what succession looks like up there, but, you know, we're not certain of it. And so I don't think you'll see any change in our posture. Uh, there's no change in our readiness condition. But we clearly are vigilant uh, to, uh, the, uh, to see how they respond to the loss of, of King, Kim Jong-il. You've been listening to news brought to you by the Department of Defense. For links to these stories and much more, visit dodlive.mil or defense.gov.